I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. It's the sun in Gemini at five degrees, moon in Sagittarius, obviously at five degrees opposing. Those are squaring into Jupiter in Pisces. Let's go as a reminder in case you have forgotten or if you're new to listening in on uh, me guiding people through eclipse seasons, eclipse season 101. Um, The eclipses are called in astrology, they're called the bringers of change. So they bring in change that we didn't see coming and probably is going to make us feel uncomfortable. If you had seen it coming, if you knew it was a change that needed to happen, you would have already done it. So we welcome the bringers of change. It moves, it moves us forward. It moves the themes of being alive for humanity forward in time. The first eclipse, they usually, first of all, eclipses happen twice a year, every year. They usually travel in pairs. Sometimes there's three. This time around, it's two of them. The first eclipse will open up the window of the eclipse season. That is on the 26th of May. The second eclipse, that's the new moon solar eclipse, happens on June 10th. That closes the window. We're not out of the energy of the eclipses until two weeks after the second eclipse. So that'll be the full moon in Capricorn. In between eclipses, it feels super weird. Happens every time. It's like you've been set out to sea with no oar, no sail, no compass. You don't know where land is. You're just adrift. And if you think, I tell this to everybody, every eclipse season, if you think you have it figured out, you do not. If you think you've already gotten your eclipse early, it's not done yet. So it's hands off. Don't make any presumptions. You pay attention to everything and cling to nothing. What I mean by that when I say pay attention to everything, cling to nothing, is that the energy of the eclipses tend to come through in ways that catch you off guard. So it's a conversation that you overhear, or it's a song on the radio, or it's an unexpected phone call, or a letter in the mail. Something weird that shows up and you go, I think that's my eclipse. And often, if you're not used to following the eclipses, you'll blow off the sign or the signal that you're getting. You're like, this it looks like this looks weird to me, but it's probably nothing. Whenever I read for people in the eclipses, I always stop them right there when they say, uh, it's probably nothing. I'm like, nope, come back. What was that? What was that? So when you're going through your life, um, especially in this eclipse season because it involves Gemini and Sagittarius. And in three days from the first eclipse, we're going to add a Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Just, I don't know, is your answer to everything. Okay. What does this mean? I don't know. What is happening? I don't know. Just get really comfortable with that. We will come after we get out of the eclipse energy late June. And then once Mercury is direct June 22nd, we'll figure out what the hell just happened. Be okay with the not knowing and see what comes up. You don't force anything. You don't make any new decisions that's going to have a long-term consequence. 
um, be careful in conversations with people because they may not understand what you're trying to convey and you may not understand what they're trying to say either. The normal Mercury retrograde stuff, double check your emails. Uh, do not compulsively text people. You should not, if you're thinking, hey, I wonder if I should contact my ex by text. You should not do that. No. <laughs> if you feel like you want to contact somebody and there's a big question mark on whether you should do it or how it's going to be received or what the consequence will be, you can wait. You can wait until late June. And if that conversation still needs to happen, it'll still be there and you won't be tripping over your words. Okay? So don't do it. Some astrologers will say that people from the past can come back in during Mercury retrograde and or eclipses, and they're meant to come back in. I am not comfortable with that at all. I'm very suspicious of things that, well, first of all, I'm a double Scorpio. So, of course, I'm suspicious. <laughs> the past coming back around to get your attention when there is massive confusion in the air. Personally, I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Lose my number until July. So I'm not your mom. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but warning, warning, warning. It's probably not what you think it is, and you'll reevaluate it, and this energy is ripe for regret. All right? So if it can wait, let it wait. Um, the square to Jupiter in Pisces. People bag on Pisces energy a lot that that's where delusion can happen. And it, it fuels confusion, which is honestly, that's true. Okay. But let's give respect to Pisces. Pisces is spirit. It's mercy. It's healing. It's compassion. When we are in the energy of, uh, Gemini is, um, considering new information, finding new ways of thinking about ourselves mainly because it's first deacon and moon within five degrees of the South node and Sagittarius is don't fall into false beliefs, especially about yourself. Then the square to Jupiter and Pisces is inject mercy and self-compassion at all times. But for sure, um, it, it can feel like it, there's a veil of fog around everything. You're in a fog and the veils are super thin because signs and signals are coming from places where you didn't expect them. So <clears throat> go slow and make no presumptions. Um, having said all of that, there are a couple things that are coming up already in the readings that I'm having with people and the clients that I'm holding space for. Either people are super excited about change they didn't see coming and they're just here for it, whatever it is. They're like, yes, let's do it. I don't care what it is. I'm sure that it's going to be good. That's a handful of people. But a lot of the people that are in readings with me right now are very scared. Scared of the unknown. Scared about what to do next. And I think it's worth sitting with that and asking why. The eclipses by their nature involve shadow. So for a full moon lunar eclipse, the moon is how you feel. A shadow crosses it. Namely, it's the shadow of the earth. 
okay? And then you feel a different way. So usually after a lunar eclipse, people feel really weird and very insecure and can't quite find their footing. Um, we are coming out of centuries of being under the thumb of control systems. Um, and we are trying to figure out how to be free, how to create a world that um, resonates on a higher level, how to right the wrongs, how to have humanity evolve into a better way of being. And one of the things that's happening that I've noticed in all of that freedom is panic. Not knowing what to do whenever you don't have control systems telling you what to do or giving you permission or following the blueprint of how things have always been done. So um, I'm seeing people break down about how their life is not unfolding in the way that the stories that they've been telling themselves has dictated so far. So I never thought I'd end up here. I never thought I'd be like this at this age. I don't know what to do next because I'm in uncharted territory. I feel like I'm the only one going through this and nobody else is. Things like that. And the truth is that the unfolding unknown is really where we're supposed to be living. That's where the creative life force happens. It's the discovery of ourselves and each other. It's where possibility truly is unlimited. It's by suppression and fear and dogma that we have it in our heads, we have it in our bones, that it's safe to be under outside control. This is feudalism, it's colonialism, it's nationalism, it's capitalism, it's patriarchy. You are safer under the control of something that seems like it's greater outside of you. That's the programming. And really, this comes down to like the laws of physics. Life seeks out the unknown. Life does not seek out sameness. I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Learning that in your true life force, you are adaptable, you are changeable, you are teachable. You really do want the unknown. You really do want to find out what you don't already know. You really do want the spaces in between. But you got to deprogram yourself. All of those messages of, this is the story of how life is going to go. It's a false belief. Life, the experience of living, is not a story. Stories are valuable. It's where we uh, pass down lessons learned so other people don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's where we pass along um, morals and lessons. It's where we record what has happened to us as humans in our experience. Stories are valuable, but the experience of living itself is not a story. You have no idea what I'm going to say by the end of this podcast. 
You have no idea what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes. You think you do, but you don't. Weird shit happens all the time. If you're alive on planet Earth, you should know that by now, just from the last year. Just from the last year, collectively, all of humanity lived through something where we went, what the fuck is this shit? Okay? There's value in that. There's value in going, man, I can adapt to anything. I mean, just think about in the last year, everything that we've collectively been going through, including division, which really breaks my heart and if not makes me angry. We've got to find each other again. <clears throat> we have to figure out how to find each other again. I digress. In the middle of all of that, they're talking about how UFOs are real. And we're like, yeah, yeah, might as well. I mean, murder hornets, meth alligators. I mean, what else? Should not be surprised by the unknown anymore. So not a whole lot is surprising, but we've got to get to where we can hold the space literally for unlimited possibilities, things we can't even dream of right now because we don't have enough information, finding new ways of thinking, being wildly, relentlessly curious about a world that we can manifest ourselves if we'll just be a little bit less afraid. You're going to need that. You're going to need to hold on to the ability to walk into the unfolding unknown and comfort yourself with survival fears, with adaptability fears, and do it anyway as we go forward into 2022. You'll know it as we get into the latter part of 2021. You're going to need to hold space for unlimited possibilities and resist the urge to fall head first into false beliefs and shadow. You're going to need that. You're going to need that. It's whenever it's when the nodes start to shift. South node Sagittarius is going to go into Scorpio. North node it's going to go into Taurus. North node in Taurus is going to be with Uranus. Uranus and Taurus has two more squares this year to uh, Saturn and Aquarius. A lot of unpredictability and unknown. Have lots of compassion for yourself. These insecurities are coming from the nature of being human. There's lots of brave vulnerability involved in being human. So there's nothing wrong with feeling insecure. There's nothing wrong with feeling exposed. But this is the nature of being human. That control systems are not where the safety is. That privilege is going to break down. All of us are on the same playing field. And the unfolding unknown is where we create new worlds. So hold space. No false beliefs about yourself. Open up your curiosity. Get really okay with the fog. And your answer to everything, at least for the next two weeks, is I don't know. Be okay with that. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one -on -one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.